Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Certainly hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC when it comes to Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves come into Tuesday night having to feel pretty good about where things are considering where things have been so far this season. They come off a weekend in which they beat one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers, two out of three games, including defeating last year's Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns. So they come into Tuesday night also coming off two very good pitching performances from their co-aces, Max Freed and Charlie Morton, but it's actually been Kyle Wright, who along with Max Freed, who has been the co-ace so far this year, coming into a night where it was going to be Kyle Wright, who had been one of the more impressive young arms in the National League this year, going against Garrett Whitlock of the Boston Red Sox, who had been one of the more impressive young arms in the American League this year. And it looked great in the first inning. Kyle Wright went through the top of the Red Sox lineup, no issue at all. It looked like that he was going to be able to have another good night. The Braves, unfortunately, could not cash in on an opportunity in the first inning, which unfortunately would become a theme of the night. But in the second inning, it started a trend of the night for the Braves pitching staff in which things came crashing back down to earth. A six-run inning for the Boston Red Sox capitalized, or the exclamation point at least, was a grand slam by third baseman Rafael Devers. And the problem was was that it was the one big inning that we've seen Kyle Wright give up many times in his career. And when all was said and done, it was a 6 to nothing lead for the Boston Red Sox. And that just simply, again, was another example of the Braves getting down early. And though this time around the Braves did try to battle back, it was just too big of an obstacle, the Braves would eventually lose 9-4. to Now, uh, the thing that stood out about Kyle Wright's start was this. It was a rough start. It had a lot of the traits that we've seen before where Kyle Wright unfortunately just made one bad pitch. It led to one big inning, and it was hard for him to be able, it would just put the Braves in a position to where it was hard for them to come back. However, I will say, though overall, it's not as if Kyle Wright returned to his dominant form over the final 
two and two-thirds innings that he pitched after the second inning, he at least stayed in and worked through a few more innings without giving up a run. It was a rough start for Kyle Wright, but at the very least, he did get at least, you know, proof that he could come back and he could get back to being effective, keeping runs off the board even after yielding a big inning, the first one the first one bad inning, for lack of a better way of putting it, that he's experienced so far this year. And so that at least is something that's encouraging. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to have bad starts from your pitchers. You're going to have every now and then a pitcher give up one bad inning. How do they bounce back? How do they respond? It's going to be very interesting to see how Kyle Wright will respond as he gets his next start, likely next Sunday or Monday when it comes to the Braves' schedule. But the other thing that stood out was that, you know, despite the fact that the rest of the bullpen did great until Tyler Thornburg ran into a bit of trouble as he allowed three runs in the ninth inning, the top of the Braves' order, if there's a silver lining, the top of the Braves' order had a bit of a bounce-back game last night. Ronald Acuna Jr., two walks, one hit, one run himself. Matt Olson, two hits, a, a run a, a, two, as well himself. Marcelo Zuna, two RBIs, nothing spectacular. You did have an outstanding game from the top of the order, but at least you now have Matt Olson with the multi-hit game coming off, you know, Sunday where he had a big two-run hit. You have Ronald Acuna Jr. Continuing, continuing to do things at the top of the order. You've got Marcelo Zuna who was able to drive in a couple of runs. You at least have some positives to build off of. Obviously, Travis Darnot hitting his third homer of the season. So overall, it was not a great night for the Braves. Kyle Wright certainly had his worst start of the year. The Braves lineup itself, though it did show a bit of life. This Braves lineup is starting to show a bit of life when it comes to its overall ability to produce. It was not enough as the Braves lost 9-4. to But another thing that stands out for this Braves lineup, I've talked about it on a couple of occasions here recently, how great the bottom of the order has been. But just how much has the top of the order besides Ronald Acuna struggled so, so far in May? We'll look at that in just a moment. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So yes, we've seen it before where Kyle Wright has had stretches of good starts and then all of a sudden he runs into a start where he gives up one big inning and it seems to, you know, in the past it's unraveled any type of good stretch of success that he's had where he unfortunately has gone back to his struggles. Now the thing is, Kyle Wright has never had a stretch 
of good, consistent production like he's had to start this season. And the other thing that stands out, even though he did have the one bad inning in this start, in his postgame comments, you could just tell there seems to be a difference with Kyle Wright now than in the past. His teammates have alluded to this as well as pre in previous interviews. Kyle Wright immediately embraced that it was not the start that he wanted to have. He recognized that he's had occurrences like this in the past, but the way that he was immediately able to discuss working through the struggles, discuss what he was trying to do, and also discuss recognizing what he needs to do to get back to how well he was performing before last night's start, it has to be highly encouraging moving forward. Yes, and we're able to navigate your way through that second inning again. What, what would you do to uh, I feel like I kind of overthought at first, if you will. Um, you know, I made a couple good pitches. The first few guys made good pitches on, uh, just kind of bloops in there. And I feel like from there, I tried to do a little too much. Um, I tried to, like I kind of fell back into a trap that I did some years past and trying to put up a zero instead of just limiting the damage. Um, so I feel like on the two walks, um, I tried to be a, be a little too fine, especially the first one, I think it was four straight, just uh, you know, uncompetitive walk. Um, that was one where, I feel like I should have been, you know, attacked that guy. If he gets a hit, he gets a hit. But that's one where I feel like I need to try to get him. Um, and then the next guy hung a curveball. Not, not a bad pitch, just hung it, put a good swing on it, hit up the middle. Um, and the walk to Bradley, I think I had him 0-2 or 1-2. Um, and then to lose him, that was, I think, like I said, I just tried to be too fine once I got the two strikes. And then to Devers, I feel like that was the guy I probably should have been a little more passive with. Um, and I went at him, and he put a really good swing on it, and obviously hit it out. So... I think there's just a lot of things that I didn't navigate very well. Um, definitely learn from it. You know, if I could talk to Cranny, talk to Sal, and kind of learn some things from that outing, but um, definitely just like I could have made, done a lot of things a little differently. Is, did, is it uh, encouraging that you understand immediately what happened, or did your mind, was the game speeding up on you there for a while and you were going out, not this again? Um, I don't know if it sped up. Um, I felt like I was under control. I felt like I was just trying to be too fine, uh, be a little too cute. Um, some pitches instead of attacking and let myself work. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't feel like I, I got sped up on just trying to do too much. I know you'd like to be successful for all 32 or three, 33 of them, but is it um, a relief in a way just to get the, the first kind of rough one out of the way and just go from here? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like you never want to give up runs, but I think for me, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, obviously not glad the way it turned out, but I think just Sometimes you, I, you try to get stuck in the trap of just, I got to put up a zero, got to put up a zero, that you lose focus of the very small goal, which is executing your pitch. Um, I feel like those goals start to get a little too broad, and then you, that's the, what happened today is you have to walk a guy, and leave a pitch up, and then uh, give him a homer. So uh, I, I think it's, like I said, it sucks that you have to give up six in one inning, but I feel like it's definitely something to, to learn from and grow from and know that, you know, just try to limit that to two runs. And, so once again, the bad start for Kyle Wright has happened. He's crashed back down a bit to earth, to earth a bit over his past few starts. But of course, it does definitely seem, it just seems like there's a different version of Kyle Wright right now that's on the mound for the Braves. The hope is, is that he'll be able to come back and respond his next time out 
to be able to show that he truly has turned the page and is going to be a reliable starter and a good starter this season for Atlanta. But the other thing that stands out from last night that was encouraging to see was the fact that the middle of the order, the two through five spots in the order for the Braves, listen, they didn't do anything outstanding last night. But the, at the very least, that part of the lineup was productive, at least when it comes to Matt Olson and Marcelo Zuna. But the problem is, is that, you know, we've discussed it before. It just seems like the Braves lineup so far this year, they cannot ever get consistent. If the top of the order is performing well, the bottom of the order was struggling like at the first of the year. Well, now that the bottom of the order has been thriving over the past two weeks, it's been the top of the order or the middle of the order that has really struggled. In the month of May, so far, the, so far this month, the two through five spots in the Braves order, that portion of the lineup, compared to other MLB teams, two through five spots in the order. From that portion of the order, the Braves, in the month of May, are 27th in OPS, 26th in ISO. Now, one thing that stands out is that that portion of the order also is 29th in Major League Baseball when compared to other two through five spots from other teams, they're 29th when it comes to balls put in play. So there has been a bit of a lack of luck. We've talked about that all year. But at the end of the day, that the heart of the Braves order right now is not performing up to task. And despite the fact that it's great to see the bottom of the order doing what it's doing, this Braves team, to put consistency together, to be able to build off of winning one series and continuing it over to winning another series. They've got to get their best bats going. It's great to see Ronald Acuna doing it. It's great to see a little bit of life out of Matt Olson as well as Marcelo Zuna. But you also hope that Austin Riley gets back going as well as he slumped a little bit in the month of May as well as Ozzie Albies. Again, as you know, the, the stats do show, the Braves' middle of the order is struggling. And, and once again, I know that it's something that I keep hitting on, but for this Braves team to get some consistency when it comes to putting wins together, it's going to have to start with their best bats getting going consistently to be able to support Ronald Acuna Jr. and also take advantage of how productive the bottom of the order has been as of late. Of course, the best time to start is in the present. The Braves have now lost game one of the series against the Red Sox. The key for the Braves is simply this, just put together back-to-back -back series where you don't lose. You did it against the Mets, though you would have probably liked to have won three out of four. You at least split the series. You come into the this past weekend against Milwaukee, you win the series. Today, with Ian Anderson on the mound, with your best some of your best relievers available to close out the game, or at least, you know, do a good job of limiting the Red Sox offense at the end of the game, you've got to set up to win this second game, especially with the fact that Ian Anderson is pitching a bit better as of late. The offense at least shows some signs that it's starting to try to balance out, that it's done a better job of converting scoring opportunities into runs. You have the formula in place to get today's win, and if you do, that's the third straight series that you've gone without losing. And at the end of the day, over a nine-game stretch, you're now looking at the Braves being what? They were 2-2 two and two against the Mets. They were 2-3 of three against the Brewers. They would now be 5-4 and four over a nine-game stretch. Hey, compared to what we've seen so far this year, that's a positive. 
So the Braves do have the setup here to be able to bounce back to ninth, get a needed victory, and for the third straight series, not lose the series, and then they can go into the off day, coming off a win, getting prepared for yet another very competitive series against the San Diego Padres. Don't mean to be so positive, if you will. Obviously, there's still plenty of struggles, but at the end of the day, with what we've seen the Braves experience so far this year, a lack of luck, a lack of productivity, a lack of execution, it seems as if things are starting to incrementally get better as time goes on. For the third straight series, being able to either finish with a tie or a win, that shows that things are improving for Atlanta and can give them some good confidence going into another big series this weekend against the Padres. Hopefully Ian Anderson puts together another solid start on the mound. Relievers such as Colin McHugh, Will Smith, Kenley Jansen can get the job done on the mound to secure a win, and the Braves offense can support Ian Anderson early and give him a lead to work with. It's going to be fun to see. Hope everyone that's in attendance tonight has a great time, and hope that you'll be in attendance for tomorrow's edition of the Daily Hammer. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 